welcome back to here so we don't get fined. My name is Thomas. Finally. Been waiting on Thomas forever. Don't don't be lying to our viewers. I would never lie to our viewers because we don't have any viewers. We do have viewers. Not many, but don't, don't be have lying viewers. to them. Thomas, this is a podcast. We and, have listeners. Okay, and every time the podcast is listened to, what is it labeled as? It's not viewed. I'm pretty sure it's views. Well, on Anchor, it's plays. Oh, semantics. I'm just saying. <laughs> Technically, it's not viewers. Oh my, you're annoying. If you don't have anything to view, you can't have viewers. You are annoying. We actually have a lot to view. People would love our <laughs> sporadicness. Uh, I'm not sporadic at all. You are sporadic. Do not act like you haven't come out with some out-of-pocket garbage. Everything I've said is very on-brand. Yes, on-brand with your sporadic, out-of-pocket, terrible takes. I don't need you coming at me like this. I'm not coming at you. You are coming at me. I'm not coming at you. Uh, no, you are. I'm stating facts. You have bad takes. That's an opinion. I mean, when they're that bad... It's almost hard to be opinion and not just fact. I mean, I feel like any sentence revolving around what someone says is subjective, therefore an opinion. No. If yeah. someone says the sky is green, that person is incorrect, period, that's a fact. I mean, unless they just perceive color differently. Then, then, to, them, then to them, the sky is green. To them, but that doesn't mean... That's like, if, if a colorblind person looks at a strawberry and says look it's black they're incorrect or maybe they just have a more advanced sense of color than you or i thomas there there you do know there are things that are fact right no there are things that are fact but there are also things that are opinion and the color of something is not an opinion that is a fact i mean potato potato Sometimes I want to hit you. That doesn't stop you half the time. But the other half it does. You're welcome. It doesn't. It feels like it's 70-30. No. 80-20. It's more like 60-40. 60 I don't, 40 I do. I don't believe you. Thomas, do you know how often I want to smack you in the face? Do you know how often I want to smack you in the foot? Do it. I will. I'll hit you back. Don't do that. I I will. Are you out, are you going to smack me in the foot or are you going to like hit me hit me cuz if you're going to hit me hit me then I'm going to hit hit you hit you That's I will gladly go blow to blow with you That's 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 a rude thing to say to a handicapped person You're the one who brought it up You're the one who brought it up Mr <sighs> Thomas sometimes I just want to smack you That's true that's a fact You, you brought it up Listen, anyone else who's had regular conversation with Thomas, you get it. Chris, you one, talked to him on the one, phone today. Literally, you get it. Literally one instance of someone being like, what was even that? And That's suddenly not one you feel validated about everything. I promise you it's everything. not one instance. The instance I, that Thomas, you're referring to is... Thomas, you do it three is, times a day, bare minimum. Okay, but I'm People talking... just don't no, 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 say no, no, anything no, no, about no, no, it. No, 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 no. Shut up. One time someone verbalizes yeah. it and you suddenly feel like you're validated for everything you think is applicable. It's not really a think. You say wild stuff. You say wild stuff. I do. Everyone on this planet says wild stuff. I never once denied that I also have very bad takes. I didn't say you did. You're the one trying to defend your bad takes. I'm No. No, what I'm trying to defend is you saying I have bad takes is subjective, not fact. But again, when they're as bad as your takes... It's still subjective because it's my personal takes. Just like it is your personal take, it is your opinion that I'm crazy. I have a question. Uh, I, I never once called you crazy. I mean, you might as well have. I never once called you crazy. You've called me crazy a bunch of times. I've never once legitimately called you crazy. Maybe if you were like, hey, you want to go skydiving? I'd be like, man, you're crazy. But never once legitimately called you crazy. So if you're not calling me crazy, then what are you calling me? 
right now? Like, right. in the context of this conversation? In the context of this conversation. Annoying. You're annoying. Yes, I am. Yeah. Again, haven't yeah. denied that. How do you feel about that, huh? I'm very annoying. I'm surprised I have friends. <sighs> I'm surprised we have a podcast. Yeah, me too. Oh, man, we're... It's went on so longer than I expected it to. Yeah, where are we at? Five and a half minutes. Five and a half minutes of you calling me a crazy person. I didn't... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Maybe not a crazy person, but a hyperbolic person. Hyperbolic? I ain't hyperbolic. You hyperbolic. You hyperbolize everything. Yes, that's true. I am a very hyperbolic you, person. You, you'll make yourself one egg and you'll be like, oh, I just ate a dozen eggs, man. That's not true. I'm just saying, like... I don't do that. You have you have one cut of a steak. Oh, I ate a whole cow. That's not. That's just lying. That's not hyperbolizing. That's just lying. Uh, no. Hyperbolizing is I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. But I mean, recounting is a baby something horse? you already did and then exaggerating it is called lying. Not is it a baby horse or a baby horse? You mean like a cult? Uh, no, I think the the phrase is just I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. I don't think I've ever heard that. I've heard a cow. You've heard I'm so hungry I could eat a cow. Yeah. Maybe you are crazy. I'm never I'm a kidding, horse. I mean, that not. just doesn't that doesn't factually make sense. Like, who eats horse? The, the point is, I'm so hungry. Horses are so large, I could eat an entire one. That's how hungry I am. That's how much room is in my stomach. Yeah, but I mean, a cow is just as big. Not. I mean, have you ever seen a horse? Yeah, but where a like okay, as long as it's not a male horse, the bottom of a cow damn near touches the grass. Yeah, and they're also four feet shorter, but they're and f- about three feet less wide. I I don't know about that one, Chief. Okay, how about a bull? I'm so hungry, I could eat a bull. Thomas, it doesn't. We're not talking logistically. We're talking about what the phrase is. Okay, but a phrase. If you becomes, Google right now. I'm so hungry I could eat. A horse is gonna come up. I just like listen. I know sayings are colloquialisms sayings, don't make sense, but they're still colloquialisms. But they had to start somewhere, and when it started, it had to make some degree of sense. Didn't in like ancient Mongolia they start they ate horses? I, I don't know. Possible. I'm pretty confident in that. Whatever. I could be very wrong, but I'm pretty sure they ate horses back in the day. Maybe it started with Genghis Khan. Didn't Genghis Khan eat people? No. What? I could have sworn he Genghis ate people. Genghis Khan was not a cannibal! Are you sure? <laughs> Were you there? <laughs> oh, man. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. My name is David. My name is Thomas. And we are back with another episode. Unfortunately. If you're still listening. Oh, man. Thomas, for the record, I don't actually want to hit you. Could have fooled me. And you're definitely not crazy. Never called you crazy. You're not crazy. I'm going to remember this moment. The next time you call me crazy, I'm going to... I'm just going to save this. Again, I don't call you crazy seriously. I'm going to save this as my ringtone for when you call. Do it. And I'm going to be like, David, I lost my phone. And then you're going to call it, and you're going to hear, Thomas, you're not crazy. Thomas, you're not crazy. Thomas, you're not crazy. You know what is crazy? What? The fact that in 2015, Cam Newton won an MVP. That is crazy. That is right, folks. We are back. We did this for one year. I forget which one. But I think it was the Peyton Manning, Steve McNair MVP. Yeah, co-MVP. Yeah. Uh, and we said we were going to do it more. And, and then we, we didn't. didn't. Uh, so, we are going to analyze MVPs. Who won those MVPs, and then do we think they deserved it? And if we don't, who should have won the MVP? Uh, now, if you don't know, Cam Newton leading the Carolina Panthers to a 15-1 and record and a loss in the Super Bowl and a absolute crazy crybaby fit after the game, won the MVP in 2015. Yeah. So... Did he deserve that MVP? Did he not? If you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you know I am not a Cam Newton fan. 
I don't think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he is. Uh, well, let me. I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. The last time we talked about Cam, it was in me in the context of saying I do not think there are thirty-two guys better than Cam. Uh, and I don't. I think he's good enough to be a starter in the National Football League, but that doesn't mean he's good. So that's my opinion on Cam. It's pretty. I also think he's a crybaby. I think he's incredibly arrogant. I'm not a fan of Cam. Okay, but uh, I will admit this in. Doing my research, my due diligence, Cam Newton had significantly better of a season than I thought. Could have fooled me with the way you were talking before we recorded. Still not great. Still, I would say not even a top 10 season amongst quarterbacks, but better than I thought. Uh, and so, we're going to... I'll just give you where Cam lands among other quarterbacks... His, I guess I'll start by saying this. I do not think Cam Newton deserved the MVP. Okay. Let me tell you why. Uh, in 2015, Cam Newton was fourth place among quarterbacks in touchdowns. That's not bad, right? No. Fourth place. Uh, in passer rating, he was seventh. Okay. Not terrible. High tens. Or, or high... Hmm. Uh, the high level of a top ten. The upper or the lower level, I guess, of a top 10 quarterback. Um, interceptions among qualifying quarterbacks, first being the worst or the best, 32 being the worst, yeah. is in the most amount of picks. Uh, Cam Newton was eighth. That's not bad. Here's where it gets better quarterback rating or uh, QBR, excuse me, 11th. Passing yards, 16th. Okay. Completion percentage, 25th. Okay. Average out those percentages, and I would say Cam Newton is right on the cusp. 9, 10, 11 of quarterbacks that season. That That is a tough completion percentage. Is not good enough to win the most valuable player in the National Football League. Are you going to talk about his rushing stats, or are you just going to ignore those? Uh, his rushing stats were very mediocre. For a quarterback at the time? He had 600 yards, 636 yards, and 10 touchdowns. So yeah, 10 touchdowns. You add, but you, even still, you add those rushing yards to his passing yards, okay. and he's still not even top five. You can't. That's not. The, like, the reason he won the MVP which I'm not saying it was deserved, but I'm saying like you can't just add them to his passing yards because those rushing yards were something that only like two other quarterbacks in the league at the time could do. But what what's the purpose of the quarterback? To drive the offense. Yeah. So whether that's on the all ground that matters, or the run. All that matters is the yards. And touchdowns. And touchdowns. And I said that too. So I mean, yes, but you So you're, why I, can't you just add them? Because the fact that like Drew Brees had over 4,800 yards. With the uh, rushing yards, Cam Newton had 44. So it doesn't matter if he ran them or threw them. Drew Brees still got more production on the field than Cam Newton. Yeah, but the thing the thing is, is Drew Brees can't break a 10-yard rush because he's slower than molasses. That is a whole other side of the game that Cam brought to his team that the quarterbacks like Brees, like Brady like Roethlisberger, like okay. even Rodgers, couldn't bring to theirs. Okay, but what I'm saying, Thomas, is it doesn't matter how you do it. What matters is that you do it. That's so whack. Why? Because, like, it doesn't... Okay, like, yes, what you're saying to a degree is right, but it's also taking away from the fact that Cam Newton could do something that 29 other quarterbacks in the league at the time couldn't do, including those who the other quarterbacks in the uh, MVP race. Russell Wilson can do it when he needs to, and he had to do it a lot because the O-line they had in Seattle wouldn't give him protection, so he'd have to... Also, he was only sacked 33 times, so it's not like he was being beaten up by his O-line either. I mean, 33 Can't... sacks, I, that's two a game. Yeah, which is not a lot in the NFL. No, no, but what I'm saying is it was like these. Yeah, yeah. this rushing wasn't out of desperation. It was another plan of attack that was brought to the the team okay 
Tom, I like I hear what you're saying. It looks like he don't. No, like yes, he could run. Drew Brees could not. Yeah, but Drew Brees did more for his team. And Drew Brees only had one job to throw the football. Cam Newton only had one job. The rushing is not one of his jobs. He took that on. I'm not saying quarterbacks shouldn't be able to run, but here's the here's the thing. Let's look at quarterbacks right now who can run the football. Josh Allen, he can yeah. run the football, yeah. right? He can also throw the crap out of the football. He can. He has both. Not and not and or one or the other. He has both. Okay. Are you Where saying Cam, Cam Newton, Newton didn't? suffered in the pass game, he made up for in the run game. What? Cam Newton was not a bad passer. He wasn't a good passer. He was a very mediocre passer. He was a fine passer. 25th in completion percentage, Thomas. Okay, in one year. That that happened to be his second lowest completion percentage of his career. Third. Fifth. Fifth lowest. Okay. Listen. He's Look, a- I'm not... He's I'm a not hitter trying miss. to say he was bad at passing. No, but it, I'm saying he was mediocre no, but, at but passing. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. You don't like Cam Newton. You've said so as much. Everyone knows that you don't like Cam Newton. It feels like you're trying to remove the bricks that he has left to stand on until he's not standing on anything. So you're telling me Cam Newton was more than a mediocre passer. I'm telling. I'm telling. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm but saying that's, that's what I'm no, saying. Thomas. No, what I'm saying is you can't just group his rushing numbers in with his passing numbers and pretend that they're the same. Like it's total yards, even though it is total yards. By that definition, you're correct. But you can't just smack total yards on players and compare quarterbacks based on total yards. Other than the fact that that's exactly what we do with all other offensive positions. Are you going to sit there and tell me there's not a difference between quarterback and all other, not just offensive positions, but all other positions on a football team? So you're telling me we should see their production on the field differently because of their position? I'm telling you, we already do. Thomas, as a quarterback, you have a job to lead your team down the field, right? Right. However you do it. Okay. And all I'm getting at, all I'm getting at, is that if we were talking about Lamar Jackson's MVP year, you wouldn't be phrasing it as total yards. You would be like, look at what he did passing, look at what he did rushing. That's all I'm saying. Can I fin- Can I go now? Yeah. One, I don't think Lamar deserved the MVP the year he won it either. Okay. So that we could have that conversation. But two, yes, I would. That's so why okay, but again, but again, Thomas, the purpose of what you do is to get yards and to get touchdowns. The rushing helps you do that. Yeah. Therefore, you add it together. If a, when Christian McCaffrey had eleven hundred and eleven hundred or a thousand or a thousand, whatever it was, that was incredible. It was the first time I'd ever done. Guess what? If he didn't have the receiving yards and still ran for 2,200 freaking yards, we would just be talking about it just as much. All I'm With saying. every other offensive player, that's exactly what we do. Now, look at current rushing quarterbacks. Look at Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He throws the ball at 68% on a consistent basis. Okay. He makes incredible, phenomenal downfield passes. Okay. So he is not suffering in the pass game. Therefore... His extra legs are more impressive. Cam Newton was a mediocre thrower of the football. Mediocre. Okay. So I'm, he not, had, I'm not disputing that. So he had to run in order to be as good or even in the same conversation as these other guys. I mean... So when you take the rushing yards and talk about them to his benefit... You also have to look at the negative sides, like the fact that he barely completed 59% of his passes. Therefore, toss on the rushing yards to make that, to bolster that, sure. I'm not saying you shouldn't bolster him because of his rushing yards, but add his rushing yards, and he is still not as good as the rest of these guys. I just want to say... That 59.8% is not barely 59%. I meant to say barely 60, and then 59 just came up. I meant to say barely 60, because 59.8, yes, that was on the higher end of 59. 
I meant not, to say barely six. I'm not saying Cam Newton's passing ability wasn't somewhat overshadowed because of his running ability, but I'm not saying he had to run because of his passing ability. I think he took the skills that he had and he implemented them as best as he could to get success. I don't think he was like dropping back in the pocket being like, damn, I'm a mediocre thrower. I guess I better run this ball, you know? I'm just saying, like, if you have quarterback A and quarterback B, quarterback A throws 5,000 yards, uh, 35 touchdowns. Quarterback B throws 3,500 yards and 20 touchdowns, but did I say 5,000 or, oh, uh, yeah, 3,500 yards and uh, 25 touchdowns? 1,500. Oh, you said 20 touchdowns. Okay, okay, uh, 20 touchdowns. And uh, how many touchdowns did I say for player A? 5,000 yards and how many touchdowns? 35. 35. Okay, so 3,500 yards, yards, 20 20 touchdowns, touchdowns, and 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. Like, you could, if you. Those are the exact same. Yes, but no. So you think the rushing is more. You think 3,500 in the air, 1,500 rushing. 20 touchdowns through the air, 15 rushing is more impressive than 5,000 passing, 35 passing. I think I think it's more game-breaking. I think it's harder to game plan against. I think if it takes more attention. If you're a general manager, which one would you rather have on your team? I mean, I need more context than those numbers. I need age, injury history. Uh, same age, same history. Everything's the same. The only thing that's different are those stats. Okay, well, there. I mean, there's other context in there based on how the roster's set up, what wide Same receivers exact I have. situation. But those players slot in the different offenses Sounds differently. Sounds to me like you're scraping because you don't want to say it's the passer because obviously you would no, take the passer. It's, it's contextual. It's ba- like I'm not going to take a 5,000-yard passer with Georgia Tech's offense. I'm not going to take a 5,000-yard passer with – Cleveland's offense I'm going to take the quarterback who can run because those offenses are built more for running now if I have Denver's offense or Kansas City's offense give me the 5,000 yard passer it's like you think Cleveland is more suited for a rushing quarterback I mean they a passing quarterback they've led the league in rushing for like the last three years that's exactly. a run dominated so why would you team. then add a third running back in your quarterback well first off they only have one running back now and second off Whatever. to open up option game planning rpos all this other stuff or maybe utilize your incredible uh wide receivers and have a phenomenal pass game and a phenomenal rush game which they already have but the point it is, would make no sense to add a rushing quarterback are you hold on are you telling me that it is easier the game plan against a 5,000-yard passer season like Drew Brees versus a dual-threat quarterback like Lamar Jackson? No, I'm not telling you that. I've never said that. No, but like that's like that that's the that's the caveat. Like it is while Drew Brees put up incredible numbers, it was easier the game plan against him because if the running back didn't have the ball in the first two seconds, it was a pass and the drew Brees isn't going anywhere i i first of all yes i get what you're saying but i don't think that's valid i think like yes technically we say it's harder to game plan and it makes sense to say it's harder to game plan right name the last rush first quarterback that won or not rush first because even cam newton this season was not rush first but Rushing quarterback with a legitimate prowess at running the football win a Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the perennial Super Bowl winner himself, the best pocket passer to ever play the game, Tom Brady, hoisted seven of those. So, like, yes, technically, technically it makes sense. Technically, it makes sense, and I hear you, and I even agree with you, it's harder to game plan for a dual-threat quarterback. Logically, yes, that makes sense, but we have so much more success on film, so much more success on stat sheets with quarterbacks who are pocket passers than we do with rushing quarterbacks. I mean, yes, we do. We do. 
But, I mean, don't sit there and act like run-first quarterbacks are given the same opportunities that pass-first quarterbacks are even coming into the league. I mean, look at well, Lamar. When you're, when you're a run-first quarterback, you're getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, but also Lamar isn't even a run first quarter. But 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 all just for argument's sake, look at Lamar when he was going through the draft. A bunch of team. Part of the reason he didn't go until the last pick in the first round, where a bunch of teams wanted to take him as a wide receiver. Yeah, a bunch of teams were asking him to work out no, yeah. strictly as a wide receiver. Look at Braxton Miller. Like you're not wrong. So yes, pass first quarterbacks have a longer history of success, but they've been around longer, and the last twenty years have been dominated by two of the goats to ever play the game in Brady and Manning. You're and, not wrong. And Brady was with Bill, Belichick for, he won seven, went to ten? Yeah. Uh, for six of them. Yeah. And, I, and, like, I'm not taking anything away from Brady, but you can't deny that that combination of Belichick-Brady was untouchable. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And I'm not disagreeing with you, but even right now where we have so many more quarterbacks with the insane ability to run the football yeah this season we watched a pass first quarterback beat a really good rushing quarterback yeah, in the but, super bowl but that pass first quarterback was patrick mahomes and normal rules not just for sport just being a human don't apply to patrick mahomes because he's a freaking alien okay we watched joe burrow beat josh allen in the postseason i mean we did and last season that's what I'm saying. Like, but like, again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say Josh Allen is a run first guy. I'd say he's a make two reads if there's nothing there. Run. No. And again, I don't think any quarterbacks in the NFL are run first. I think the last real run first quarterback we saw was RG three, and we saw what happened to him. I mean, um, that wasn't so much of him being a run first as being mismanaged by a coach putting him in a game he should have never been in. I also think he looked for any chance to run he got. I. I mean, yes, but let, let's not. F- that's, and that's not, what I say when I say run first. Let's not frame it as because he was a run first quarterback, he didn't last in the career when there's a very bigger, less less conceptual, less hypothetical that you can draw the dots to his extended injury. But he never really got hurt in the first place if he wasn't running the ball so much. I mean, he didn't even run the ball that much relative to what we see today. Relative to what we see today, but Here's, the game is yeah, different. Okay, the game is okay. different. Expectations of quarterbacks are different. Okay, yeah, but today, you, but you can't say, "Oh, he got hurt because he ran the ball first, but not look at the fact that Mike Shanahan played him in a game when he should have never been playing because of his knee." Again, why did he hurt his knee? Because he, I mean, but again, that's this is all irrelevant. It's a different conversation now, though. You can't compare the NFL now to the NFL in twenty twelve. No, you can't. Because quarterbacks are, one, much more protected now, even now. Uh, and even look 10 years before that. They're they oh, more protected until the 12 I mean, than they were 10 years before that. I mean, look at 2018 mm-hmm. when we saw players getting roughing the passer for smacking for a quarterback's looking. foot. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, the, the ability to run the ball is just easier now as a quarterback. And quarterbacks, dude, quarterbacks come out freaking yoked now. Yeah. Like... The only thing that I think is a legitimate, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Criticism of Bryce Young is his size. Solely because, not even because he's 5'9", because he's not jacked like we see all these quarterbacks coming out now. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is this. Production on the field is production on the field. So when you're looking at a season as a whole... It does not matter how you got that production. What matters is that you got it. So I think, when like, yes, Cam Newton's ability to run was unique. And at the time was like just him. He had more of an ability to run the football than most, if not all quarterbacks in the National Football League at the time. However, the way it translated to stats on the sheet... How it translated to production on the field was still less than than significantly other quarterbacks. I mean, only one other quarterback took his team to the Super Bowl. And lost and threw a fit about it. I mean, yeah, you... That quarterback also why, did not have a good season. Can I ask you... Cam Newton had a better Why season. do you harp so much on with Cam Newton following the Super Bowl? 
First of all, it's not just Cam Newton. Anyone that throws a hissy fit, I call a little wussy and say yeah, he's but, not throwing but you've fit. never harped on anyone like you do, Cam. Because I mean, because people don't do it. Because you're a professional athlete. Yeah, but, like uh, you, like listen, Cam Newton. One is the most arrogant quarterback. Not the most. I'm not going to say the most, but far probably top five. Most arrogant quarterbacks that has ever played football. Okay. He talks about himself more than LeBron, and LeBron has a tattoo on his back that says chosen. Actually, I think it might be on his... Whatever. Cam Newton, arrogance out the butt. That automatically annoys me. So then you can talk all this crap about how good you are, how incredible you are, how amazing you are, and then you lose a football game, you refuse to talk to reporters, you won't shake anyone's hand, you throw an absolute fit when they force you to talk to cameras, and you act like a child at the age of 26 years old. Uh, you are, first off, this is your first job. Off, first off. Part of losing is your job. You are a professional athlete. You are a grown man. First off, that is a gross simplification to say he lost a football game. That is, right. that is that like, is he lost the Super Bowl yes. on national international yeah. television. Right. Name the one thing, other player. Hold on, not done. The thing that he has been working his entire the dream he has been working his entire life to fulfill, after constantly being dragged in the press his whole career, based off of some last second whatever came from some community college that should first off should have known better than to think that they were going to get cam newton there he got a label smacked on do not pretend like he was smeared through the press his whole career because of that money scandal i'm not saying do not even suggest i'm not saying you just said no i was getting there it started coming out of college that's all anyone wanted to talk about was the money smear whatever dumbness he was the first overall pick yeah no he was that doesn't that didn't mean that it wasn't all anyone could talk about for the first year or two of his career then everyone wants the harp i mean we just we talked about how unfair it is for quarterbacks who can run the ball getting into the league that's all anyone wants to talk about oh he's a running back he's not a quarterback he should have been a wide receiver blah 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 let's not pretend like at any season in Cam Newton's career, you couldn't turn on the TV and find people dragging his name through the mud. This is like let's not pretend like, like you turned on the TV and every time you turned it on, people were dragging his name through the mud. I'm t- I'm telling you, I'm you not, had a few people I'm, here and there every once in a while. It's not a regular thing. I'm telling you to try and look at this perspective through Cam's eyes, not a spectator's. So yeah, he's arrogant. I'd say he's got a chip on his shoulder, and I'm. I would say that he's heard everything that's been said about him. And imagine he's he's heard it every season, and then he loses his dream on TV. Should he have shook in the hands? Yes, but even though these are professional athletes, they're people first. You don't know how people are going to react to losing their dream in front of millions of people. I like no one knows how they're going to react to that until they're in that situation. Then. And, and this has been, you know, it's been shared, it's been discovered or analyzed, whatever. The NFL, that Super Bowl, the press conferences were closer together than they should have been. And for a company as big as the NFL, as much money as they bring in, you would think that they could have their due diligence done to make sure, hey, person at press conference A isn't going to overhear everything from press conference B, especially following a hyper-competitive event where I'm sure words are going to be said about their opponents. I'm just saying, like, do I think he should have handled himself the way he did? No. Would it make me uncomfortable if I was ownership or management for a team that had a player behave that way? It would make me uncomfortable. However, he's a person. Not robots. But if you acted like that at your job, you would get fired. If I acted like that at my job, I would get fired. If anyone acted like that at their job, 
they would get fired because there is something to being an adult. There is something to being able to control your emotions. Okay. The difference is... But that's not even the purpose of this conversation. It's not. But we can't compare professional athletics to any other job on the planet. It's too far of a gap. So they should be allowed to act like children. I mean, Russell Westbrook, like three days ago, said that he was going to, if a fan didn't shut up back, like not on the court, but like in the back area, he was going to basically do physical violence onto him. And you think that's okay? No, I don't. But I also think that they're people and we should just be a little bit more mindful of that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Cam Newton's a bad person. I'm saying he acted like a child. And that has nothing to do with this conversation. I'm just, I, listen, I'm just saying because people throw shade at Cam Newton, throwing a hissy fit all the time. And no one ever wants to talk about the fact, like the outside circumstances. They want to just look at it. You just said it was inappropriate. He should have handled it differently. It would make you uncomfortable as an owner or a GM. It would, but I also, and, and it, and yes, I did. But I also think that it's relevant to take in the other context behind, like to not just look at it and say, man, like, let's understand everything that led to this moment. And maybe if we understand it, we can prevent it from happening okay. again in the future. Well, then now that I, now that you've gone through all that and which I already knew, but now that you went through all of that, let me just say, I agree with you. It was inappropriate. It was re- un- inexcusable. And as a GM or an owner, it would have made me uncomfortable. So the exact same thing. Okay. Just because I threw an asterisk on it didn't take away from the original point. The But the point... <laughs> you also have people... Who you think should have won it over Cam. Yes. So why are you going this hard defending Cam? Because you're going hard attacking Cam. I'm not attacking Cam! You've been attacking Cam this basically this whole podcast. I'm saying he didn't... The purpose of the pod I'm, was did on, the MVP winner deserve to win the MVP? And I'm saying no. You No, you, you're... you Yes, but you're saying more than that too. You are saying no. I'm stating facts and statistics. I mean, yes, but you're also like, listen, why are you getting so defensive? We're just having a conversation. I just like, you have this thing that like, you make it seem like my opinion of Cam Newton as a quarterback has influenced the statistics. No, I'm not saying that. I'm, I am simply pointing out I'm why not, Cam did not deserve the MVP. Him acting like a child has nothing to do with it. Then why'd you bring it up? I don't know how it got brought up. I would have to listen back for that. But it doesn't change the outcome. It, listen, something got brought up. I just thought that 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 discussion which happens more often than it probably should more often than any other event that's happened in a super bowl in recent history well that's not true like well what what event would you say we talk about more than cam like oh as that a, we personally talk about no like as a society i have seen more the last three years of patrick mahomes parallel to the ground than really anything else on SportsCenter outside of maybe LeBron James. I'm talking. I'm not talking about something that happened on the field. I'm talking about something that happened off the field. Well, that's but that's because this doesn't happen off the field. No, but that's like, the thing is like, most professional I, athletes know they're professional okay, athletes okay. and they can't do this kind of stuff. Cam Newton is unique in that. Why? Like he had a bad day. He snapped. It was a good no. He's been disrespectful to media many more yeah, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Media is media can suck a dick. All right, media is rude. Why are you getting so because crazy because, about this? It's it's just like obnoxious because like we as a society are constantly grinding into these people and not recognizing the fact that they're people. All I wanted to point out was let's not forget that this person who has a spotlight on them tremendously, is in fact a person, and people do snap when they are pushed so far. 
it doesn't it's not necessarily the biggest thing but it does happen that's all that's the only point that i was trying to hammer out i am not trying to make it seem like cam newton is a horrible human being again i don't i don't remember how that got brought up but i don't care what position you're in acting the way he acted is unacceptable at any level period end of story yes he's a human but so are all other eight and a half billion humans on this planet who are expected to act in a specific way but there's i am not saying people don't snap i'm not saying that people don't have issues going on But I am saying part of being an adult human is maintaining your composure in those instances. That's why if you hit somebody in a bar during a bar fight, because you lose that composure, you go to jail. I would have preferred that statement if it had been, he is a human just like everyone else in the NFL. As opposed to everyone else on the planet. Because professional athletes can't be compared with... Just like Navy SEALs can't be compared with your average Joe. Professional athletes can't be prepared with your average Joe. That's like saying insurance salesmen can't be compared to your average Joe. They are an average Joe. Why? The work they do is so... Do you know how to do insurance? No, but do do you Do you know how to read an insurance policy? No, no, but... There's not something that's set automatically, genetically, that plays a role in what job you become. Like, there's nothing that you but are... But when born, it comes to how you control your attitude and your composure, that doesn't change. Normal people don't deal with what professional athletes deal with. They're not the same. They're not comparator. They're not comparable. You, like, they're just, they're different. For all intents and purposes, they might as well be another species. You're you're basically saying we should excuse certain inexcusable behaviors because they have a lot of pressure. No, that's that not is... even remotely what I'm saying. I'm saying you can't compare athletes to your average nine to five worker. That is what I'm to, saying. When it comes to... They do not have the same pressures. They do not have the same spotlight. Do they have pressures? Yes, absolutely. Not saying they don't, but it's not the same. It's a compl- it's not even a different flavor, it's a whole different item. That's what I'm saying. How pressure affects an individual is very different. Okay. For some people, going to the grocery store is way more pressure than any NFL player has ever faced in their entire life. No, that's that's so, true. So saying that they face more pressure is false. They I'm, face a different kind of that's, pressure. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's different. I'm saying it's uncomparable. No one gets a put, like, no other job gets put results and push alerts being sent to your phone about someone having a meltdown Can in we an finish? airport. Can we finish? Can you understand what I'm trying to say? I understand and I disagree. It, it feels I, like I, I disagree. Don't. I disagree. I'm not saying. That they're not like, they're not humans. I'm not saying they don't face pressure. I'm not saying being famous and in the public eye is not difficult. I am not saying that. I'm not saying you are. What I'm saying is being that and having different pressures than I do does not give you the excuse to act like an ass. I'm not saying it does. I understand that your average Joe and what he deals with and what an NFL player deals with are different. But the expectation to keep composure, to maintain calmness, is the same for both. Yeah. That's what I said! No. That that is exactly what I said. I said, he's a human just like all eight eight and a half billion other humans on this planet who is expected to keep his composure. That is exactly what I said. You, 
let's just get on with the with what thank we're, God what we're talking about. Thank you. Goodness gracious. How did you even get on to all that? Why is this just me? You're the one who you got defensive. Because you're the one who got started you, going on you, a stupid, ridiculous you, rant. You got defensive, and then you started hammering out these all-size-fit-one sentences and statements. This is you not just, just on me. Agreed. You just said you agreed with me. And you said that you agreed with me. You said that you verbalized. I that do last... agree with you, which is why I'm confused as to why you're so upset. I'm not. I'm not upset. You're the one who looks and sounds upset. Because you're saying, I said things I didn't say. No. You're imp- saying that I'm implying things that I'm not implying. Well, it, it, to me, it felt like you were implying it. Well, feel differently. Well, I'm sorry. That's why I questioned you. You should be. This is going to be such a long podcast. It's, also loud. Turn your volume down. You should tell them that at the beginning, not halfway through. God, Jeez this, Louise. This is going to be a great podcast. All though. of this started... Because we were talking about whether you can just add rushing yards to passing yards. Yeah. Which I will maintain that you can. I will maintain that you can. But again... Antonio Brown should have been MVP. Again, looking at statistics, looking at games won, a dual-threat quarterback does not win more games than a pocket passer. So while, yes, on a game-by-game basis, it is more difficult... To plan for, excuse me, a dual threat quarterback. Overall, the season as a whole, mm-hmm. being a dual threat quarterback is no more impressive than being a quarterback. Add the two stats together, Cam Newton's still worse. Anyway, I have two other quarterbacks who should have won MVP over Cam Newton. And I have a player who should have won MVP over. Tom Brady and Carson Palmer. I don't have Carson Palmer. Really? Really. Oh. Carson Palmer did have a great year. I could have had Carson Palmer. That's the thing. I came up with two other guys that should have won it over Cam Newton. I could have kept going and come up with at least four or five more. But I didn't. So you want to talk about... If I wanted to really disrespect Cam, I could have. But I didn't. Well, we got like 13 minutes left. I mean, probably more than that. But. No, I meant like until like the desired. Until an hour, yeah. We might very possibly have to cut this into a part one, part two. Nah, we'll be alright. Uh, we'll just have a two-hour podcast. No, <laughs> no. Um, it's it's your fault. Anyway, what? anyway. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's our fault. Uh, I blame mostly you, though, for not just agreeing with everything I say. I mean, That would be the easiest way. I, I understand. Yeah. I understand. I, I feel the same way, just um, like toward you, you know? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, let's look at let's look at Drew Brees first. Okay. Uh, because initially I had Drew Brees as who should have won the MVP, but now I don't. Okay. Now I have another quarterback. But I still think Drew Brees deserved it over Cam Newton. Drew Brees first in passing yards. Okay. Seventh in passing touchdowns, se- uh, seventh in QBR, ninth in interceptions, second in completion percentage, and sixth in passer rating. All of those but two are higher than Cam Newton. How many rushing yards do you have? Don't know. But total yards, Seven. total yards, he still had more. Okay. That's good. I mean, Drew Brees threw 9,000 yards a season. That's not true. He did a 4,800 yards this year, though. No, but, like, what I'm saying is, like, that's, like, that was, like, yards were Breeze's thing. So, Drew Brees, uh-huh. I think, deserved it more. But, here's the catch. They were 7-9 and nine that season. It's hard to give an MVP to a non-playoff, non-winning record quarterback. Right? Uh, so. I mean, they need a Herculean effort. Granted, they don't have Drew Brees. They don't win a game. But, yeah. even still. Not... I could see not giving it to Breeze that year because of that reason. Still think he should have deserved it over Cam Newton. Next, and this is who I think should have won it. As much as I, as much as I hate to say this. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady was third in passing yards. He was first in passing touchdowns. He was fifth in QBR, third in interceptions, fourth in passer rating. Top five in every stat except completion percentage, which was still almost 65%, in which he was 14th. 
Top five in nearly every category except completion percentage. First in categories, third in those categories, and then a fourth and a fifth. Tom Brady had a significantly better year. You, if you're than Cam Newton, if you're like me, in every single aspect, if, significantly better. If you're like me, dear viewer, whenever there's a season that's referenced during Tom Brady's career, his illustrious career, you just automatically like when they start talking about his stats, you kind of zone out a little bit because you're like, yeah, he was elite. He's been elite for 25 years every single season. Yeah. I get it. I, I just, feel like... So, in case in case you're uh, about to tune out, uh, don't. Because I'm about to say some whack, whack stuff. I feel like in certain sports, in certain eras, mm-hmm. you could make an argument. Like, like, you could make an argument that LeBron James has deserved the MVP for, like, 12 straight seasons. Right, right. right. I feel I like think that's, you could you over could the last Brady. or not the last twenty years, but two thousand to two thousand twenty. Yeah, I think you could make a legitimate argument that every, every MVP should have gone to Brady, Manning, Manning, or Peyton. A couple of them, Roethlisberger, or and Rogers. Rogers had some. Point is, like that conversation but, was dominated and, by one or two people, and for some reason there was this. Every time we see a great quarterback. Or a great athlete. Because yeah, yeah. there's zero reason LeBron James only has four MVPs. Zero reason. Yeah. But the conversation always becomes, why we shouldn't, shouldn't we they? give? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that happened with Brady a lot. Brady has four and just won his fourth. Yeah. Literally just won his fourth last year. Absolutely. And should have had four a long time ago. Peyton Manning is the all-time record with five. Peyton, Brady should probably have at least six or seven. But <laughs> because of the you stupid the conversation. Huh? Do you think the mic picked that up? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But because of, for some reason, stupid sports pundit conversation, Brady has only won four. And again, fourth only recently. He should have won it this year. And not Cam Newton. Uh, Well, I agree with you that uh, Brady definitely should have been given the MVP this year. But uh, if you were going to go the route, of why shouldn't we give it to Brady? I think there's a very clear answer. And that's Antonio Brown of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, Herculean effort required here. Tell me what isn't Herculean about 138 receptions, 1,800 yards, and 10 touchdowns. The 10 touchdowns part is a little lower than you would expect. but We saw someone do more than that this year. Okay, you just said that you like the NFL is so whack now compared to what it was that is really hard to compare. Not when it comes to wide receivers. This I has mean, been a pass first league since the mid nineties. I mean, you can't pick and choose. Also, Calvin Johnson had a better season than that. Okay, Calvin Jerry Johnson. Jerry Rice had better seasons than that. Okay, it wasn't during this season. But that's not an MVP season. Uh, it is relative to the rest of the seasons. We're not talking about relative to whatever, because then you say Cam Newton should have won it relative to his last season in New England. What? Let me like, that's let me not... let me rephrase that. Antonio Brown's season was more Herculean of him than any of the other seasons had by the other people this specific season. You think what Antonio Brown did that year was better than what Justin Jefferson did this year? Um, it, it, what happened you think, this year? You is think not, what Cooper Cup did what, last year what ha- was not her- as Herculean? That's not what I'm saying, David. I'm looking at the parameters mm-hmm. of 2015 and 2015 alone. I am not considering. Oh, 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 oh. When you said. Compared to other players this specific season, I thought you meant the 2022 season. No, 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 no. I'm you talking in 2015. This, this specific season okay. that's being voted on. Maybe among wide receivers, sure. I mean, So, should have won Offensive Player of the Year. Did he win Opoi that year? Uh, no, Cam Newton won Opoi that year. That's lame. How yeah. are you going to win Offensive Player of the Year and... Uh, although, Antonio Brown was second in voting. For See, I think Opoi. that is a very clearly the, Offensive Player of the Year performance. Uh, the other non-quarterbacks on that Opoi were Julio Jones, who had the same the same amount of receptions, forty more yards, two less touchdowns. 
and Adrian mm. Peterson, who mm. had 330 carries for 1485 yards and 11 touchdowns. Which, like, that's offensive player of the year. Nominated? Yeah, that seems kind of pedestrian yeah. right now. No, like, I wouldn't call it pedestrian. But no, 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 but like, like, like the like I, I was expecting more yards yeah. for the carries yeah. that he had. Yeah. Like I was like when I saw those Definitely carries, I was like, damn. And then Definitely I saw, not. I saw the yards, and I'm like, what? Also, only eleven touchdowns. Yeah. How Definitely many? How many did Jamal player. Williams get this year? Like, like nineteen, or maybe it was seventeen. But like, point he, is, he broke uh, Barry Sanders' record. Point is, like, by a mile. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say something. Okay. I'm going to say something to you saying something. And this is what I think you're saying might need to be a part two. Okay. A non-quarterback should never win the MVP. I think this is exactly what I was getting. That should be a part two. There is... I can go for an hour. No player. Period. No 22 players, no player out of 22 on the field, offense, defense, who has more of an impact on their team winning over the course of 17 games, or 16 at the time, than the quarterback of the football team. Sure. The award is the Most Valuable Player Award. Okay. How do we assess value in the National Football League? It is winning football games. So if you're going to give the most valuable player award, it should be the team or the to the player that provides the most value, aka the player that has the most impact on a team winning football games over the course of the regular season, considering the MVP is a regular season award. And no player has as much impact on winning games over 16 or 17 game span than the quarterback of the team. Okay. Therefore, the MVP should always be a quarterback. I mean, I don't think the MVP should be hamstrung to a specific position every year. I don't either. I think it should be the most valuable player, which I just think happens to always be a quarterback in every instance. I just said the sky is blue. No. No, hold on, hold on. You said the sky is blue. I said, I don't think that the sky should always be blue. And you're like, wait, hold on. No, I'm basically saying you're right. It shouldn't always be blue, but it always is. Yeah, but... I would think it was dope if I walked outside and the sky was purple. But or like, I walked it, outside and the sky it was It kind pink. of feels like... It or kind I walked of, outside and the sky was white. That'd it, be cool. It kind of feels Doesn't like... Doesn't matter because it always is blue. It kind of feels like, though, what you're saying, though, is like, even though it would be cool... If the sky wasn't always blue, well, let's just keep it blue anyway. I'm not saying... I am saying what the award is. If players, if teams were to start having players that are more valuable to their team and as far as like winning games over the 17-week span, that's not a quarterback, then I would not believe that. Okay, so what about Justin Jefferson this year? Or Cooper Cup last year? What about? I mean, those were... I mean, I, I guess more so Justin Jefferson this year. Like, I'd say Justin Jefferson played more of an impact on the Vikings winning than Kirk Cousins did. I disagree. Well, then. I think you replace Kirk Cousins... With a bottom five quarterback, that team does not win seven games. I think I think if you replace Justin Jefferson with a bottom five wide receiver, Adam Thielen gets a lot more ca- or touches. Uh, Dalvin Cook gets a lot more carries. Another wide receiver steps up. TJ Tyler TJ Hawkinson has much more of an impact. I think yeah, there but are Hawkinson of, wasn't there the whole year. I know, but there are plenty of other players that can make a better impact at the hands of the quarterback. Okay. So if you, again, replace Jefferson versus replacing Kirk, I don't think that team is as good without Jefferson. Okay. 
Let me just say that right now. I think you take him off, it makes you suffer some losses. However, I think if you take off Kirk and replace him with a bad quarterback, you suffer more losses. No one said replacing with a bad player. I did. That's what I'm talking about. Replacing Kirk is the definition of mediocre. So you can't replace him with a mediocre quarterback because that's just replacing him with him. I mean, no, I would say Kirk. I'd say a mediocre quarterback throws more picks and has a smaller completion percentage than Kirk. Kirk is above mediocre. Because Kirk Kirk is above mediocre. Like, his numbers are mediocre, but he takes care of the ball. Yeah, that's a fact. uh, So I would say if you, you know, obviously, whatever. But, like, uh, now, I'll say this. Hold on. I'm going to branch out really fast. Uh, This is my personal opinion when it comes to... To wider, we should definitely make this yeah. make this a part two. I agree. Uh, I think this might just be like my warped sense of football. Um, I don't think Adam Thielen's touches go up if you take Justin Jefferson off that team. I think Adam Thielen benefits by the attention that goes to Jefferson, and I don't think. I think like if if we go back to week one and you pop Jefferson off that team, I don't think that team's in the position where they are comfortable making the move to acquire TJ Hawkinson. Cause they did, they had to give up a lot for him to a division rival. Uh, and I think Adam Thielen gets keyed in a lot more. I think Dalvin cook's numbers might go up, but I don't think Thielen's does. I think that's really dumb. Why would they not? Well, if you take Justin Jefferson off that team, like if you're game planning, like wide receivers, who are you keying but in if, on? Okay. But if you're wide receiver, let's just say, not replacing them. Let's just say your wide receiver one gets hurt. Okay. What happens is your two moves up to one, your three moves up to two, your backup moves up to three. Yes. So it would be the exact same thing. Right. If he got hurt, what I'm saying, Thielen would get more touches. So if you replace your wide receiver one with a bad wide receiver, naturally, Adam Thielen would automatically become the wide receiver one and give you more catches. So, yes, what you're saying makes sense. However, I think that it's a lot – like, I think if I'm a defense that's going up against Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, you're going to key in on Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You remove Justin Jefferson from the equation. You throw in K.J. Osborne, who's a mediocre wide receiver in the NFL. He's not great. He's not bad. He, he just is what he is. I think Thielen benefited more when Jefferson's on the other side of the field because he's taking away that attention. He's taking away those star corners, star defenders who would be on Thielen but now have to be on Jefferson. Okay, but when we're talking in this case specifically, I don't care if 20 guys were guarding Justin Jefferson, he still got thrown the ball 150 times. He did, and Thielen got thrown the ball a bunch too. So, but like... What I'm saying is clearly, you're saying Thielen benefits from the attention going to Jefferson. Yeah. But if he's still getting the ball as much as a wide receiver can get the ball, then they're not really taking away from. He's not really taking anything away from Adam Thielen. If, If guys double him, which opens up Thielen, but Kirk still throws the ball to Jefferson, that doesn't help Thielen. But what does help Thielen is when Jefferson's on the field versus off the field is going up against, where's the name, where's the name, where's the name? Dane Jackson as opposed to Tredavious White. I mean, I guess that makes sense. That's, that's yeah. like... Talking about, because your cornerback one is going to be on him instead of your cornerback two. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I just think... And, like, and I would say that the majority of teams in the NFL, unless you're a Steelers fan or a Colts fan... They have a star, or not not necessarily a star, but an upper echelon tier of cornerback one. Yeah, we did. So, we traded them for a fifth round pick. What I, like that's what that's why I'm saying. Like I think Thielen has benefited more with Jefferson having Jefferson opposite the. Field. I guess I get that, but I do think I think Thielen's an underrated wide receiver. I I agree. And so I think if you give him the opportunity. To go up against that cornerback one, you throw him the ball more. I personally yeah. think he produces. I, I because think, I think he's an underrated. I'm not saying he receiver. has a bad season. I'm just saying like 
to me logically a i'm not saying that you are not approaching this logically i'm just saying like my yeah. form no, of I, I logic yeah uh adam thielen will be able to produce much more on the looks he does get against a lesser quality corner as opposed to like yeah if but he when gets you, like if he gets 20 percent more targets but he's going up against the Tredavious whites the xavian howards the I soft think that number would be a lot more than 20 no but like i'm i'm just easy numbers you know yeah I don't know that it, you would see a 20% match in production. I think production would rise. I just don't know that... But that's all I'm saying is production would rise. It, it w- I think I'm it not would saying it would rise. be as efficient, but it would rise. Yeah. So he might have... He would have a, a smaller catch percentage, but he would still have more catches and more yards because he'd yeah. have a ton more targets. Well... You know what I mean? Uh, this conversation got out of hand. Yeah. Rather fast. Also, I just want to say this real quick. I do think there are exceptions to every rule. Oh, absolutely. So when I say the MVP should always be a quarterback, that doesn't mean there are not instances where yeah, a I mean, player could. And I think Justin Jefferson this season got as close to being that exception as you can. Right. I mean, like if a skill position guy gets 3,000 yards yeah. and like, you know. Yeah. If he has quarterback numbers yeah. and non-quarterback stats, like at that point you got we'll, you got to we'll talk yeah. about that in part 2. This is this is listen, this debate's gotten heated off pod. It's going to get very heated off pod. I was told to be mean to you. By who? That's not relevant. Was it Chris? No. Cuz Chris agrees with me. Well, Chris told me to be mean to you. I mean, someone told me to be mean to you. Chris didn't he didn't technically say I agree with you, but he said, "Oh yeah." No, I see that. That makes sense. Which is basically that's, saying that, that's that you you know which is how basically Chris basically saying you I know, agree with you. You know how Chris speaks, which is why I know it's him basically that's, saying I agree with you. Listen, I am about to shit myself. All right. So uh, I don't know about you. I don't think our listeners needed to hear that. I don't think they need to hear what's going to happen if we don't sign off here oh, soon. Oh, man. Now I kind of want to just make the pod keep going. No. Stop it. What are your opinions? I will un- I will mute my mic. On the Pittsburgh trade? I, th- I think it's a great trade for the Steelers. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. How do you think I, that affects George Pickens? I don't... I mean, I don't... I don't think it affects him at all. Is Allen Robinson suddenly your wide receiver one, or is that still Deontay Johnson? It's Deontay Johnson. Allen Robinson's washed. Listen, I don't know about you. What but, makes uh, you think he's won? What? <laughs> because he sucks now and he's old. Is that what you wanted? Is that what you wanted? I don't know about you, but we're just here so we don't get fined. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs>